0: Hey, what's up, fam? It's Coach Josh. Welcome to the live Q and A yours. Truly, hope you all are doing well on this Tuesday, a high noon Tuesday. Hope you guys are staying cool. I hope you guys are are doing well in this day. But for those joining me for the very first time, my name is Josh Resi. Also known as Coach Josh, and my goal is to help you make sense of your life and to help you grow holistically for God's optimism. use. And after watching this video, like, man, I like this guy's vibe. Go ahead and subscribe, because I would love to be a coach in line. But for those who's been rocking with me, whether you've been a subscriber or a listener, or you've been tuning. In for 14 years or 14 minutes, I want to say thank you so much for trusting what well, God's entrusted me, and I pray it continues to be treasured. And if you're watching this, you're like, man, how can I get my questions answered? Go ahead and hit that all post notification. I think it's what it's called. Hit the all post notifications bell so you'll know when I go live. Keep your questions saved in the in your in your notes, and so when it's time to go, you're ready to go. But as everyone is coming in, getting their questions ready, let me let you guys know about some things I got going on. Like, if you need one-on-one coaching. If you need my support in relationship development, uh, spiritual growth, uh, maximizing your singleness, uh, uh, discovering, developing, and distributing your purpose, uh, branding and marketing, or you just have questions just about getting your ideas off the ground, any question, let me know how I can serve you. Also check out my latest book, Facts Over Feelings. It's a book that helps you process your feelings so that you can find the facts behind them so that you can get back to fulfilling your roles in life. Also check out my book, The Holiness Journal. If you're looking for a journal to help you really begin to process your ability to hold, here is a great resource to help you do that. If you're looking for a book to better understand, the purpose of your singleness and how to maximize your singleness. This book right here, The Purpose of Singleness, is a great resource that I think will be a blessing to you. Also check out my book, Dating Prep. It's a great resource to either help you end the wrong relationship or extend the right one. So it's a great resource. If you're looking for a book to help you better understand what's in front of you, to make sure that you're not interfering or not uh, entertaining the devil's uh, pest, but you're positioning yourself to receive God's best. This book, Counterfeit a Counterpart, be a great resource for you. If you're struggling with soul ties or strongholds, this book, The Purpose of Freedom, will be a great resource for you. It'll help you untie soul ties or uproot strongholds. We also have a children's book, as he says, great resource for young kids as well as high school kids for them to better understand uh, um, the, uh, uh, how to discover their art and articulate it, etc. If you're looking for a book on spiritual warfare and you want to better understand the whole armor of God and how to uh, utilize them, great book here, World War Me. We also have books as well as card games and ways for you to support our channel here on uh, online, I am unplugged.com. All right, let's see what we got here. Uh Catalingo, please forgive me if I mess your name wrong. Oh, Catalago. Maybe I got it right. Uh, hey coach, all the way from Botswana. Thank you so much for watching from Botswana. Uh, and all as well. Thank you so much for that. Joanne McCoy says, Good morning, Josh. Uh, from Long Beach, California. Thank you for watched Thank you so much for watching all the way from California. Tucson says, Hey, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you too, fam. He also says, please pray for me. I sure will, my brother or sister. I pray right now for my brother or sister that's watching right now. Whatever their need is, Lord, I think you already made their crooked path straight. But in the meantime, I pray, Father God, you continue to overflow, flood them with peace that will surpass all their understanding, helping them to navigate these tough terrains, Father, knowing that you are there with them. Lord, if there's any changes, any repentance required, anything for them to adjust mentally for their mind to be renewed, Lord, I pray you reveal. Build that now so they can get right on the back track. And I thank you, Lord, that if their mind renews, you'll redeem the time. We thank you, Lord, for a peace that surpasses all understanding. It's going to help keep them, their hearts and mind by Christ Jesus, Lord. We thank you for it. and Jesus' name we do pray, amen. Uriah Hill says, good morning, family. I was in Miami, now I'm in Denver. Good morning. Thank you for watching, family. We're glad to have you. Um, Uriah says, I have a big question for you. We're waiting on your question, fam. But as everyone is coming in. Just Want to say, man, we, we appreciate you guys for the continuous support. Uh, make sure you if you need life coaching, we have a lot of uh spots available. If you need coaching and you need support, check out my website. I am I'm posted right now so that you guys can start booking your sessions, man. Because once baby Ezzy comes through, I can't guarantee. How many coaching sessions can I can offer you? And so right now we have about a good seven to eight weeks left and I'm going to take a good handful of people with me into the fall or winter, but uh, especially those who are developing projects like like writing books and getting ideas on the ground, I'll be helping them. But if you need one-on-one coaching, uh, go to my website, imunplugged.com, go ahead and uh, get registered and um, let me know what your budget is and I'll customize a coaching session for you. Uh Okay, so Cataligo says, please forgive me if I said your name wrong. Hey, coach, I got a question. How does struggling with addictions contrast with being lukewarm? Lukewarmness is a state of mind. Struggling with the addiction is a process. Being lukewarm is a state of mind, is a way of life. It's a choice, right? So struggling with addiction means that you're a babe in Christ or you're a babe in this particular area and you're in the sanctification process of God renewing your mind so that you'll get from, go from a place of surviving to thriving, from struggling to winning, right? So struggling with an addiction means you're just, there's a lot of complicated, complex things that comes around with addictions like environment um, 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 experiences. Uh, Um, uh, invasions, like invasions can be like somebody abused you. So that can cause some psychological and emotional and physical damage experiences when you was just young and out there wild and may have created some soul ties and strongholds, um, uh, False expectations can get you in an addiction. I forgot what the other E was, but those different things can cause some complex things. That's why you got to educate yourself on what it means to be mentally renewed. Educate yourself on, on the love of God to let you loose of anything that may be the root cause of why you struggle with an addiction. And that comes with uh, a better understanding on who the Holy Spirit is and letting him lead and letting him reveal and then letting him heal, right? But lukewarmness is a person who is living a life um lukewarm. That's just the state of living. Um there they don't care about the things of God. They don't care about changing the things of God, or they're stuck in a false realm of ideology where they believe that they stuff don't stink sin-wise, right? And so they're just lukewarm. They're not beneficial. God said, I'd rather feed to be hot or cold. I'd rather be useful or on other team. But when you in the middle, you cause nothing but more harm. So lukewarmness is a state of mind struggle with addictions is a is a process in time where the Holy Spirit will uh 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 Help you uh, uh grow out of it. I hope that helped. All right, let's see here. Um, I hear what's up, Coach Josh. Jojo David says, What's up, Coach Josh? It's Jojo out of Fort Worth. How do I become better at my patience and faith in Christ? It's a process, man. Patience derives from perspective. James 1, 2 through 3 or 4, I think would be a great text of scripture for you to chew through because it talks about counting it all joy when you meet trials. Trials are essential because trials are the prerequisite to faith development, right? That's why you have to count it all joy because you're seeing that God is prepping you for a better place, that God is prepping you for a better uh, uh, stage of life. And so when you face trials, you meet them with joy because you know that God is going to take you to a level. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. You have to have joy when you meet the trial. It's hard to develop joy when you're in the middle of a trial. So you have to have the mindset already. So when you meet a trial, you know, there's an opportunity for God to develop the tools in you that will ensure that you last a while. Um, uh, For you know that the testing of your faith, faith and patience are the two pillars that that sustains anything in life. That the testing of your faith will then produce patience. And when patience has perfect work, you will be complete, whole, and lacking in nothing. And so that process and understanding that perspective wise will help you develop the right pace and patience to be able to uh, understand the process. Anybody like I train kids um, three days a week in basketball and there was one kid that was dribbling and the kid was like, Steph Curry don't got to do this. Why do we got to do this? And we told him Steph Curry definitely does this. Steph Curry definitely does these little things. And I told them how you do how you do the little things will determine how you manage the large things. How you do anything is how you do everything. And just because you don't see the process of these prominent individual athletes doesn't mean that they're not practicing the little things, right? And so when you have the training and perspective, then you'll understand the journey, right? And faith in Christ develops the more you become familiar with Him, and maybe maybe you need to study a little bit more about apologetics so you can understand the validity of Jesus, the validity of the Bible, so that your confidence and faith can grow in validity in spiritual warfare at the mention of the name, every demons have to bow, right? Every demons have to bow out. Right. And so when you begin to see the validity of the name and the person and the process, then you'll you'll strive to become your best in that process. Hope that helps. Uriah says, I keep getting a fear and anxiety in me that God is not with me. Could I have sinned too much for God to not accept my repentance or is it the enemy's putting those thoughts in my head, causing this? Definitely demonic thoughts, my friend. The Bible says he's a present help in a time of trouble. One of his attributes, he's omnipresent and his omnipresence is not the tally yourself sins but to enable you to win so he's not even thinking about your sins the bible said he forgets your sins far as east from the west and the, and the enemy's ultimate objective is to alter the way you see the almighty he wants to alter the way you see the almighty to make sure that you think that he is not always there that he's not mighty enough to save that he's not acceptance of your accepting of your repentance right so you can never sin too much quote-unquote for, to separation from God, what so the Bible says, you can't separate. uh There's no, no, uh, nothing can separate us from the love of God. And so you have to better understand God's character, God's love, better understand what repentance really is. Because repentance is not just saying I'm sorry, repentance is saying I'm done. And if you can't, if you don't have the strength to say that I'm done, you welcome the Holy Spirit to help you stop doing, to help shift your perspective so that you can see the sin for what it really is. So those all are demonic thoughts, fam. And the only way you can eliminate anxiety and fear is to anchor yourself in the attributes and that better understanding. Of the attributes of God, so that you'll know the difference between uh, the accuser of the Almighty and the Almighty. Already articulated who He is and what He says He'll do in His Scriptures. All demonic thoughts, family. All demonic thoughts. Yahara says, "Hi, Coach. How do you study the Bible? Good to see you. Um, um. I almost called you a girl, but you know what I mean. Good to see you. Look forward to coaching you this weekend. Uh, this Thursday. Hi, Coach. How do you study the Bible? Well, I, I, I study from relationship now." Let me make it more plain. So basically I have a go-to uh, regiment that I go to when I read my Bible if I do not sense the Holy Spirit leading me in a particular direction. And what I do is I read a proverb a day and a gospel a month. And what I tell people by reading the Bible is that you got to read the Bible at the right speed limit. You know how it is when you drive into a neighborhood, the off-road before the neighborhood may say 35 miles per hour. It may say 45 miles per hour. But once you get into that neighborhood, it says 17 miles per hour. I don't even know why they'd be saying 18 miles per hour, or 17 miles per hour. But either way, they say... Uh, 17 to 18 miles per hour because there's children at play. So when you come into the scriptures, most people just read 45 miles an hour, 55, 65, 75, 85 in a 15 or 17 because they just wanna read just to check off that they did read. But those who want the word to read them, they read at the accurate speed limit. They read at 15 miles per hour. They read one word at a time and and they read with the reader. One thing that's special about the word of God is that I get the opportunity to read with the author. Like when I worked at elementary school, Yahara, um, the kids used to run to me all the time. Uh, Mr. Ed, can you read this book to me? Mr. Ed, can you read this to me? And I'm like, bro, you can read, sweetheart, you can read. But that was when I was young. Well, that was when I was young as a teacher. But what I realized as I got uh, more uh, understanding was these kids know how to read, they want you to read to them because of the relationship they have with you. And so, when you go to the Holy Spirit like a child with a childlike faith and say, Holy Spirit, read this to me. He'll read it to you. He'll allow it to read you. And you'll be like a kid and a revelation will be vivid like the imagination of a child when they see the colors on the page and what was just black and white or, or black and red with the Jesus words, you'll begin to see more vivid colors because the Holy Spirit will start bringing the stories to life, bringing the principles to life, uh, uh, implementing them into your life. And you'll begin to see that vivid color throughout your day as you meditate. And you'll begin to see how God will be utilizing those scriptures to, uh, to Im- implement within your day to day activities right and so what i do is for instance count it all joy my brothers when you meet trials of various kinds do you know how long it took me to get past the word count i couldn't even i stayed i'm i stayed in james for for weeks if not a couple of months cuz i couldn't get past count what does it mean to count spiritually what is spiritual mathematics how can I count it all joy? What are some things that I haven't counted all joy? What are some things that if I was attacked in a particular area, it would be difficult for me to count it all joy? What is joy? Now, what is the difference between joy and happiness? Now you see, count it all joy, you can spend three or four weeks there. So I read the word of God through my relationship, not through my regimens, not through my rituals. Now I may turn the key with my regiment, but I give room for the relationship to begin to guide me. So for instance, if I read Proverbs 21 today, let's pull it up. I believe I did this yesterday. Well, for time's sake, I won't do it. But Proverbs 21, do I got my Bible in here? Nah, it's downstairs. Either way, Proverbs 21, verse one, you start going through it. And if the Holy Spirit stops you, you sit. When he stops, you sit. When you stop, you sit and see. How could this apply to me? And when I get into my gospels, I just keep reading that because I, every time I read through the parables get more alive. Um, The conversations that Jesus had becomes more alive. The, The disposition of the disciples become a little more vivid. And also what makes the Bible become even more alive is reading it with not with the Western viewpoint. Read it from an Eastern viewpoint. Read it from a Middle Eastern. And what I mean by that, sometimes the Western culture can mess up and skew your viewpoint. But when you look at it from its cultural context and you look at it from from the the times it was written in and its it's uniqueness, you will better understand the text a little bit better. And so that's how I will, that's the advice I will give you into jumpstarting your reading with the word of God so good question yahara and if you're looking for coaching yahara is one of my clients uh and I don't want to call clients but the people that I'm coaching and so if you need one-on-one coaching let me know now I'm here to support you if you need help with your relationship spiritual development singleness purpose and branding or if you just have questioning support I got you let's keep going B Ramirez says hi coach do you have a favorite uh prayer on healing I just flow from my spirit um there's there's two types of prayers um, praying in tongues, the Bible says, build yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, that you pray a language that demons can't understand, that only you and God can understand. And and that praying in tongues builds you. It's like revving your spirit, strengthening your spirit that could play a part in that. And I pray in the spirit. Now, I have when I pray in the spirit, praying in tongues is different. Praying in the spirit means I'm praying in English words that the Holy Spirit has started revving up like a river. And it's like I'm just going, 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 going. Right. But how you jumpstart that process is First, looking up scriptures on healing. Look up because the word has power. Look up scriptures on healing, and then make those healing scriptures applicable to you. Um, but because of Jesus Christ, because of Jesus Christ stripes, I am healed. Make them to where they are confessions. Pray those over yourself, and then as you build that uh, rhythm and that river begins to build, then let the Holy Spirit take over. Hope to help. You're so welcome. Hope, I'm glad that was a blessing. Jesus took took our sin says, how does your alone time routine with God look like? Great question. My time with God is just, there's a difference between my alone time with God and my alone time with God. My alone time with God is where I refuel, where I reflect. My alone time... L- a-L-O-N-G is my day-to-day spending time with God. I'm alongside him. I never hang up the phone. You, We've all been in a situation where you're in a relationship with someone or your friend someone, and y'all was on the phone for three or four hours, and y'all it didn't even feel like three or four hours, but you was cleaning up the kitchen while they was working on the paper, and, and while, while y'all was doing two different activities, the phone was still on, and y'all was still communicating while y'all was doing two different things. Same as with me, with you and God. So my alone time is when I get my word, I begin to reflect on the things of God. I begin to read the word of God. I begin to uh, uh, just open up time for me and God to create like oh i left my um cuz i'm working on some stuff in another room but I, but that that's my alone time it's for me to just just sit in the presence um that's where i rejoice that's when that's when i allow the i play worship music and and i allow my spirit those are my alone times when i'm in a corner and i'm away reading reflecting rejoicing uh renewing right alone time with god is when i go about my day that's the that uh, uh, that boils down to acknowledge him in all your ways um that boils down to asking questions that boils down to um, just being open to however he wants to lead. So there's a long time and there's a long time. And people think that the only time you spend time with God is when you're alone with him. But what happens when you're alongside with him throughout your everyday activities? That is when your heart is sensitive. That's when your heart is in relationship and you just move about your day and let the Holy Spirit lead. So that's how it looks on both sides for me. Like, for instance, um, I just I just kind of rock with God. I vibe with God. And when the Holy Spirit says, Josh, I need you to go downstairs, I go downstairs. And then there'll be a kid that I need to minister to. Or there may be a, a, a staff member that I need to minister to. And So alongside him, I never hang up the phone. But my alone time is for me to be refueled. So what that looks like is I come into the room and I just start thanking God for stuff. Just start thanking him. Because I want my whole body to know we're we're on gratitude mode right now. I start thanking him. Um, and then then after Thanksgiving, depends on what the vibes is. If I feel like I need to worship, I'll cut on a worship song. And and usually when I do that, like I say right now with my wife at work, I'll cut on worship music and I'll just start cleaning the house. You see what I'm saying? She's at a camp right now, so I just start cleaning the house and 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 the worship music. And if the Holy Spirit leads me to go read. So, but everything starts with uh a gratitude because gratitude starts getting us all prepped and ready, the whole man prepped. To 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 serve the man Christ Jesus through his spirit. Right. Then I'll feel the vibes. If the vibe says I want you to go read. I go read. If the vibe says I want you to go uh, spend some time in worship, because you need to you need to refuel, Josh. You need that worship. You need that joy strengthen, Right. Or if he says, you know what, I feel that river of creation. And then I just go and start creating. It all starts with gratitude, though it'll always start like that. It can start with reflecting and, and gratitude. I did a video on how to make your prayers more impactful. Go to my YouTube channel uh, and you'll see uh, uh, seven ways to make your prayers more effective. And I think that will kind of help you with, with the prayer aspect. Great questions, y'all. Uh, Diva says, good afternoon, coach. I'm currently living with my boyfriend. I wonder if God hears me when I pray. That causes me to get discouraged and fearful. Is it possible to have peace in my current situation? You can have peace in any type of situation, but your peace can be altered by your patterns. Peace comes from perspective. So God loves you, but you have to understand that certain prayers are not going to be answered if you are practicing sin or if you are in positions of sin or you in a place of sin. I helped, uh, I talked to a, a person I was coaching the other day, uh, and we talked about positional prayers uh, um, and and. Uh, preparatory prayers. And what I mean by that is there there are certain things God does for me positionally. For instance, when we have our child, positionally, the child is going to be blessed every day with daily bread. Positionally, she's going to always have meals to eat. The child's going to always be provided, always have roof. The child's going to always have and be supported positionally. As the child gets older, there's going to be certain blessings that are going to be released based upon preparation. So uh, uh, I I wish above all to be able to give my child a car. But if the child is not prepared, I cannot bless her with a car or him with a car. And no matter where they are, preparation will determine the release of particular blessings or answered prayers positionally for protection, wisdom, that knows protect wisdom for sure. Protection, you got to be obedient though, because the Holy Spirit tell you, get out that man's house and something happens to you. You can't get mad at God. So positionally, he got abundance amount of grace. Positionally, he's there to support you. But there are certain prayer requests that will not be answered because of preparation and because of practicing of sin and because of places and positions of sin. So your discouragement and fear is predicated on poor perspective of God. But you also got to understand that God's a God of integrity, that God's actions will never act beyond his integrity, that, 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 that his actions will never go beyond his character. And if he knows that you are out of character, that you're out of place, he is not going to continue to bless you with certain things that you will then begin to use to keep funding your practicing of sin. So now you got to say, Holy Spirit, align me with the will of God. Align me where I need to be and staying with your boyfriend is not it. Because staying, <clears throat> because staying with a man that's not your man is not according to God's plan. Because that man is now getting wife-like benefits from a woman that's not his wife. You're going to, by default, being a nurturer, going to start nurturing. The reason why boyfriends want you to move in with them because they're boys. A man you wants you to move in when there's a marital plan and marriage has already been established. A boy wants you to move in because he wants to be breastfed. A boy wants you to move in because he wants to be taken care of because he's still a boy. A man follows the plan that's in the God's word that will ensure that when, you, when he is ready for you to move in, he has done everything possible to ensure by in front of the eyes of God, everything is established. Boys want you to move in because they want a mom. They want a mother. See what I'm saying? So you gotta understand that he don't even respect you. Because a man doesn't, if a man doesn't respect God, they're gonna eventually, inevitably, disrespect you. So you gotta get out of that man, that boy's house. That's a boy. Get out of his house and 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 find and and stay with a family member, get with a sister at the church or whatever, and God will order your steps, God will get you out of that situation. But if you stay in that situation, I can guarantee that certain things won't won't evolve for you because you're in a place where God can't bless. Because why would God bless you in a situation where that man can get access to it or that boy can get access to it and that boy can misuse certain things? And so enter God's courage. Be prepared to make the decision, and, and that's it. That's just me keeping it real with you out of love for sure. That boy don't love you. That boy looking for a mom. Uh, CT says, hello, coach. I am focusing on my relationship with God, but I have an ex I know I, I know a very long time that want to remain friends, but I'm having a problem with that. How do I handle this in a godly way with him? Let's read it again. Hello, coach. I am focusing on my relationship with God, but I have an ex I know, I've known for a very long time that want to remain friends. Um, uh, uh, Let me say here In order for you to go to your next You have to cut off an ex Ex, ex, X as far as individuals X as far as experiences, etc You have to cut those things off If you want your relationship to thrive with God right? And you have to put things in perspective Uh, and, and, And it depends You can still be friendly with him But you may not need to be friends with him It is not wise to be friends with an ex Because of familiarity There's too much familiar activity, especially if there was physical activity, right? There's too much things that are familiar. You can be friendly, you can be cordial, but you may, and it's not wise to be friends because that friends has tainted with it emotions. Now, if you're a young lady, then then you already know that there's some emotions that are tied. And sometimes young men will utilize the term friend to keep you emotionally connected to, to determine whether or not he wants to pull you out of his back pocket or not. Right. And so some people they keep you in that friend category because they have wife plans for you or they have whatever plans for you, why they can still be playing with their mistress and start playing with their, not mistress, but start playing with women and stuff like that. They still got you in their future plans, but they're not ready to be your man, right? So it's good to be friendly. When you see them, be friendly, be cool, be cordial, but friendship comes with a price. Friend, It costs to be a friend. It costs emotionally. It costs mentally. It costs spiritually. It costs in all er- other areas. And so it costs too much to be a friend to something that you have familiar experiences with, familiar emotional encounters, physical intimacies involved. It's hard to evolve when those things have, when you have been involved with the individual like that. And so if it's a distraction, because it's obviously a distraction, because now you're saying, I am focused on my relationship with God, but wherever there's a but, that means there's a contradictory thing that comes after it. So it's time to cut that friend off. And I want you to get a sheet of paper and write down why this friendship must end. Why this friendship must end. But sometimes you got to kill the hope because hope can turn into dope and hope deferred makes the heart sick. You got to get rid of the hope of it even being a possibility. The reason why it's hard for people to get rid of their ex because they too they have too much possibility, uh, uh possibilities in their mind, thinking that their ex could possibly be a part of their next. You got to get rid of all hope. In order for you to cope, in order for you to get through, in order for you to make it out and hold on to God's rope to pull you out of that emotional whatever, you got to erase all hope. There's no hoping for the best. <laughs> Your hope has to be in the best who is God and he'll take care of all the rest. Hope okay. out. Let me see what time it is. I think my wife just called. All right, let's keep going mary marie says hello any advice for a person who feels like they are stuck and have nowhere to go and no one to turn to i live under my mom's shadow and it's stopping me from achieving my goals and moving out great question uh any advice on a person who feels like they are stuck and have nowhere in god you're never stuck unless god wants you to stick there for a while stay there for a while there's a difference between being stuck and there's there's a difference between stuck and stay. In God, you can never be stuck unless he tells you to stay. Even Because when you have a stuck mentality, that means there's no hope of getting out. So the thing about going to God is going to God to God, is this a stuck or stay? Am, am I stuck here because of emotional connection? Uh, am I stuck here because of, of of whatever, manipulation or whatever? Or is this where you want me to stay? God can get you out of any situation. Look at the children of Israel. God can get you out. But if God wants you to stay, you have to stay for a particular reason. Right. Um, so if now if it comes to achieving your goals and moving out, then 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 and if God is telling you to move on, you have to be prepared for the consequences. Uh, the Bible says he didn't come to bring peace, but a sword to separate mother against daughter and father against son. And it's not because he's antagonistic. It's just because that's just is it how it is. That as soon as you start following God, everything else is 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 separated. Right. And so. Ask guys is a stuck. Am I stuck? And if you stuck, then God will say, He'll pluck. If you stuck, He'll pluck. If He tells you to stay, you got to stay because He has a plan along the way. Hope to help. Diva says the living situation happened when I literally had nowhere to stay. Him and I both never wanted to live together unmarried, but due to my circumstance, He allowed me and my son to move in. Well, your circumstance you cannot be under the circumstances of him you have to be under the one that can that can alter any circumstance what i mean by that is this is that did you ask god for another opportunity another option cuz god will god will provide and sometimes when we go through and this could be a learning experience sometimes when we go through um certain situations where or the man could have been doing this the man could have just been like you know what i'm a i'm a um i'm a pay for you all to stay at a hotel I'm gonna pay for y'all to stay somewhere else, right? Uh, you said the plan was to move out at some point, but it's been four years now. And I'm, yeah, 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 that, 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 yeah. It's been four years now and I'm still here financially. I can't make it on my own. I want to move out, but I can't afford it. I'm not sure what to do. And that's, and that's what I've been praying about, what to do, gotcha. Um, well, let's start thinking. Is there anybody, family or friend that can help you? Let's, let's, let's say uh, family or friend um, and ask God, ask God to get me out and, and God will open the door. Um, but four, it's four days turned to four years. <clears throat> that's just something that you don't want to do because that, that that's, y'all might as well either just go ahead and get married or trust God to carry. Got to go. Y'all love you all. Pray this, uh, live q was a blessing to you. I hope y'all got something out of it. Uh, let me see. Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go. Um, Last one. I think I think this last one before. OK. OK, good. Uh, I believe God revealed my future husband to me. We don't personally know each other yet. And I'm currently praying for a concrete confirmation. If he is, what do I do and how can I keep feelings in check? Great question. <clears throat> Let's read it again. Uh, Toy Toy Fab says, I believe God revealed my future husband to me. We don't personally know each other yet, and I'm currently praying for concrete confirmation. If he is, what do I do, and how can I keep feelings in check? Let's start. You said, I believe God revealed my future husband to me. Now, believe and know is different. You have to believe from confirmation, not believe for confirmation. Right. And so until you have concrete confirmation, I won't, I won't, uh, I wouldn't allow my mind to be wandering in that direction. Right. And so what I will tell you is because a lot of people they'll get into belief. First, all, let me ask you this question Never trust your heart if your heart is not content. If you have any issues with your singleness, if you have any issues with being alone, if you have any issues um, uh, with where God has you right now, if you are not... Um If you are not stable in your spiritual growth, if you're not active in your purpose, if you're not, if none of these things are active in your life or part of your life, then it could be just all emotion and not God. If you haven't spent time with God in weeks, if you, if this is your very first time praying to God about this and you ain't prayed to God in days or your prayers were selfish and shallow, then chances are this ain't God. God would never speak into a heart. I'm talking outside of warnings and stuff, would never speak purpose-driven things into the heart of a person that is not purposeful, that's not positioned, don't, don't understand their position in God and whose heart is not settled or not peaceful, right? And so if God revealed it to you, what I would do is put on the shelf and don't even think about it and let the confirmations find you while you keep doing what God has already confirmed to you to do. You said we don't personal each other yet and I'm currently praying. I wouldn't even pray about that situation. I will let the confirmations confirm. Because praying for confirmation is a distraction and, and it is eliminating opportunities for you to be able to pray for things that need your prayers. Right. And you say, if he is, what do I do? A woman do nothing. A woman does nothing. The man has to pursue the woman. When women pursue men, it cripples the man. A real man won't even let a woman pursue him. And if a woman pursues a real man of God, that makes a man of God, not disgusted at her, but it's very distasteful to him because we are created to pursue. Because the leader has to pursue, because the leader is the one that's the most responsible. So that's why you don't say nothing to him. You don't even mention him. You don't even flirt with him. You live your life in the things of God, because a lot of us have been guilty of saying that this is the one, and we believe this is the one. And women start doing things to start getting that man's attention, and the wrong man has gotten your attention. Now that man is not pursuing you based upon your attention. And now y'all both locked up in detention emotionally, wondering why y'all not even a Ascending and growing and developing because not even God it wasn't even God from the beginning, so a woman should never pursue a man because it cripples the man. When a man pursues a woman, it, it there there's a there's a level of, of 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 strength that's developed. What I mean by that is when a man pursues a woman. And then pursues her after he has the woman, shows you the, the disposition of the man. That's why the woman has to trust the Holy Spirit at all costs. If the Holy Spirit says this ain't it, even if he's pursuing you, his pursuit ain't legit. Because he's only pursuing to get. He's not pursuing to keep. A lot of men will pursue you and then get you. And the pursuit start having losing his residue. And you like, what happened to you, dude? Dude ain't even pursuing you no more because he just wanted to get you in the sheets, but don't want to um keep. A real man pursues every level and stage of a woman. And so you need God's concrete confirmation coming after you while you still doing what He's told you to do. So when that man pursues, you will know that's the one for you. And how you keep your feelings in check is to make sure you find the facts right now. I want you to write a sheet of paper. Uh, What are the facts right now? On a scale of one to 10, how content are you in your season right now? On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you hate your singleness right now? On a scale of 1 to 10, how strong is your relationship with God right now? On a scale of 1 to 10, how how uh, do you even know your purpose? How much of your purpose are you invested in? If any one of those numbers are low, chances are that wasn't a go from God. So get this book right here, Facts Over Feelings, I think will be a blessing to you. It's a good book to help you process your feelings and find the facts so that you won't do unnecessary acts. Also check out my other book, Counterfeit or Counterpart. This book right here talks a lot about how God uh, confirms and how God clearly communicates and how to determine between a counterfeit and a counterpart. And also for those who's watching, this is the book right here, Facts Over Feelings. Both these books are available on Amazon right now. Get them, and I think they will help you and everyone in this situation. She says, thank you. I appreciate it, coach. I know you have to leave. Blessings. Blessing to you all too. Got to go. Love y'all. I'll see y'all next time. Y'all be blessed. Check out, if you need one-on-one coaching, if you need my support, you need one-on-one coaching, let me know. Go to my website. check out all all the other books. I love you all. Y'all be blessed. I catch y'all next time. Peace.